All right. Hello and welcome back, everyone. This is Ben Chiriboga, the Chief Growth Officer here at Nexel, coming to you with another This Legal Life. I am very, very excited to be sitting down with Mari Cruz Taboada. Mari, how are you today? Hi, Ben. Very nice to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Yes, thank you for being here. So, um, Mari, we've um, we've been circling each other for uh, a while. Um, those who know you probably know you as a top tier consultant with Lexington, but um, uh, and I've known you uh, through um, colleagues uh, Stephen Ravel um, and various other colleagues. It's really exciting to be speaking to you right now and having this one one to one. The first time we ever met, we're speaking on a podcast, but um, we both exist in the world of business of law on a day-to-day basis. But um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us a little bit about your background. Um, yeah. Who, who is Mari Cruz? <laughs> Thank you. So it's funny, we exist on the business of law. I kind of think mm. that my life has been the business of law. I don't mm. remember any other life pretty much. <laughs> maybe I was born on the business of law. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, maybe. maybe. So, um, yeah, so I studied law and I'm one of these people that finished the degree and it's like, do I want to practice law? No. Um, and I actually specialized on mediation, dispute resolution. Yeah. And it's um, interesting because in a way it's already looking at differences in in a, in a oh. different perspective. Yeah. So um, from there, I, um, I, I spent eight, nine years dealing with disputes, uh, mostly was uh, labor disputes. And, um, and I think that taught me pretty much everything you need to know about life, because if you can <laughs> manage disputes, you can manage anything. Yeah. Um, yeah. Then I had the opportunity to set up a business. I think the majority or some of us who have this entrepreneurial spirit mm-hmm. um, and um, set up a company, um, run the company, was uh, also on the business of law, but mm-hmm. more observing um, mm-hmm. from a communication perspectives, from um, research from uh, market intelligence, mm-hmm. uh, mostly focused in Spain, Portugal, and Latin America. Mm-hmm. And 15 years later, sold the business mm-hmm. and had the great opportunity to join um, consultancy. Mm-hmm. And I think consultancy is great when you have a combination of uh, perspectives amongst mm-hmm. your team that allows uh, clients, which are mostly law firms from around the world, to to look at their issues and do a bit of a benchmark and try to establish a route that could get them slightly faster into where they want to get, but very much customized to who they are. So never forgetting about, you know, their own identity, but also challenging their ways with ways that other law firms might be doing things. So I've been happily with Lexington Consultants now for uh, four and a half years, and uh, I feel very, very privileged to be in this position. Yeah, I am. You know, there's so there's so much about what you said, especially the idea of arbitration. You know, let me ask you. What what do you think arbitration has served you in your current work today? You know, is it the integration of multiple perspectives? Is it uh, meeting people where they're at? Is it just that there's many different ways to resolve an issue? What do you th- what do you how yeah. do you think arbitration has informed yeah. your um, your consultancy practice now? Yeah, I think consultancy in my life in general terms. Um, 
not to con- not to confuse arbitration with mediation. Sure. So right. the arbitration is the third party that has mm-hmm. a power over those in dispute. Mediation has an extra challenge and it's That's really right. that you cannot tell them what to do. Mm-hmm. So it's what we call assisted negotiation. Mm-hmm. So aside of my work, I also teach and I'm mm-hmm. part of a business school. And one of the topics that I'm super passionate about is our negotiation. Mm-hmm. So it's all about communication. It's all about understanding and trying to put yourself in the shoes of the other person mm-hmm. and then try to find common grounds. So in the business of law, as we were talking about, um, it is a business of people. Mm, right. So the only way that you can assist in anything is just first being able to engage with those people and give them a reason to change if you're not even able to do that, there's nothing you can do. So mm. in my job as a consultant, that has been extremely helpful. And of course, in my previous job as a CEO of a company, then you have all of the other issues you need to negotiate around. Yeah. So Totally, totally. Let's um today we're going to talk a little bit uh the topic of today's conversation was around the art and science of really turning connections at events and in, into clients and it's it's a it's a great topic you know I know it's there's so much more that we could even get into um just in that topic I want to start off before we get sort of into our three pillars that we're talking I want to talk a little bit about um the idea of of putting yourself in other people's shoes in the event in in the in the context of events and and mm-hmm. i think it might be just sort of a trite kind of like a anecdote but you know there's this idea that events are all around pitching yourself and putting yourself uh, making sure that everybody hears what you do um i've i've found that the best ways that uh, events sort of tend to, um, or, or the best results. I'm not even knowing what I'm trying to say with results, but you know, I've basically learned that the exact opposite is true. What's really most important and tends to be really exciting is whenever you're able to jump into other people's uh, presence. And I'm just trying to tie in your previous comments about putting yourself in other people's shoes with the idea of events do you sort of feel like that's the case you know do you think that that's a mindset uh about about events that either you learn but it's this idea of i'm going in there not to say anything about myself but to learn as much about the room and learn as much Mm. about the collective what do you think about that is that a is there something i mean yeah i mean it's a very good point i think Events are mostly, um, you know, the main aim is networking. Mm-hmm. And networking, you know, if we think about the word, is about expanding the That's net right. of contacts. So it's That's just right. you're exactly. expanding. Right, right, right. Now, what is interesting about events is that in every profession, and especially for lawyers, they sell themselves in the services. So mm-hmm. there is that temptation mm-hmm. to just always to be selling yourself. Now, for me, the first issue is what type of event are you going to and why? Uh So why are you going where you're going? And secondly, who's going to be there? Mm. Because it's not the same how you treat everybody. Mm. 
-hmm. Now, it could be that you have clients there, for instance. If you have clients, the relationship that you have with them will be extremely different to Mm -hmm. meeting people you've never met before. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're meeting clients, um, what I could always say is um, make sure that you give them some of your time. Even mm-hmm. if you think you're going there to sell and you're mm-hmm. already with them, you need to make sure that that relationship with them is as um, intense as it can be with anybody else. Mm-hmm. Intense in the sense of showing care and attention. Mm-hmm. Um, so how are you? You have time. They're having a coffee. You see them by themselves. Make sure that in a way you share the love with them. Mm-hmm. Then you have those that they might have been clients, but they're not anymore. Right. And you might think they might never come back. So again, in that sense, it's almost like when you go to events, you have a set of different type of people mm-hmm. that you might select them mentally and you might in a way discriminate some from mm-hmm. others. Uh which is good to establish targets, but it's very Uh important that you balance your time Uh in the right way, making sure that you give everybody what you think might require at the time without overdoing it yourself. My feeling is that when you go with the mentality to sell, uh, you're missing the point because what you're trying to do is, as you were saying, is engaging in order Uh to see how people are. Mm, How are you? What's going on in your life? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. So for me, that is putting yourself in the shoes, basically. Exactly. I want to, let's, let's flip it and say authenticity. Now, this is a word that gets thrown around a lot. It's um, another sort of trite thing to say about the legal industry, that it can be conservative, very buttoned up. There is the perception that professionals can't be authentic because it reduces their professionality. Um, I think a lot of that is changing, but it's still a, a long tail within the industry in that, in that sense. At the same time, there is an overwhelming urge within clients to um, have deeper relationships with their law firms um, on a on a trusted advisor level. And you will hear this all time after time after time from from clients, which is, I, I don't just want my work done. That's secondary to uh, having a trusted advisor. Um, and to that, you know, I would say, how can you be a trusted advisor without being authentic? So there's a lot of paradox sort of wrapped up in this in this very high friction. And I think that's even more so in the context of events because there's a um, there's a high degree of you're in a room with a lot of people. You might be surrounded by a lot of uh, people, and mm. every single human knows what it's like to say something just sort of bland versus say the thing that is not being said or come in a way that really. Mm allows for the group to come together a little bit. Human beings know this very well. Um, mm. what, what do you have to say about the, the role of authenticity mm. right now today, especially in the context of events, especially in the context mm. of client aspirations for what they want out of, mm. their, out of their law firms? Mm. I mean, my, my personal perspective is that, you know, it, it's very easy to judge others, mm. but I've, 
I mean, I remember a conversation with one of my clients and we were talking about how to position himself in our conference. And he said, you know, my issue is that when I'm going to enter into that room and when I'm at the door about to open that room, I feel sick. Mm -hmm. So we need to be a bit more gentle in judging others on how people in a way, interact, because some people are extroverts, some people are introverts. Mm -hmm. I think everybody tries to do their best. Mm -hmm. Um, Some people have more skills socially, and they navigate better in groups, and some people are more focused on Mm one-to-ones. So the first thing I could say is that try to understand yourself first. Prepare yourself a bit. So make sure that in a way you are ready to what's coming up. So that when you plan that entrance, if you're somebody that are not going to feel comfortable entering into a big room and you don't know anybody, mm-hmm. because it's not an easy thing to do. It doesn't matter how many times you've done it. It's like going mm-hmm. out on stage. Right, right. So it's hard to say be authentic, be yourself when you're on stage and you're nervous. Because mm. nervous is when you then protect yourself is a right, natural right. thing to do. Right. So in a way, what are the tactics that you can use in order to warm up and calm down? So is there anyone that in advance you can connect and try to meet and enter in twos or threes? Mm-hmm. Is there anyone alone in the room that you could go and just join in and then have a one-to-one instead of feeling lowly? There is always the lowly in the room. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you mm-hmm. will do them a favor in the same way that you're doing yourself a favor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then once you engage with conversations, um, there is this pressure of looking great mm-hmm. or, you know, on trying to share your credentials straight away. And they say, hi, who are you? Where do you come from? Mm-hmm. Uh, and we've all been in situations when they ask you, for instance, where where you come from. And if mm-hmm. the country is not relevant to the other mm-hmm. person that is talking to you, they just leave straight away, or if mm-hmm. your law firm or your company. So I, I think um, it's kind of understanding that in these environments, many people will be very transactional. Mm-hmm. And it's fine. It's not that they have anything against you. Sorry. It's just that they are transactional. I mean, some other people are more relationship focused. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to, in an extreme, be engaged with somebody that you see they might not have potential for you in your mm-hmm. business all night just because mm-hmm. you're comfortable. So yeah. you need to learn how to say goodbye in the same way that um, you need to be gentle in engaging in conversations with people that you might think they might not offer you business, but you never know. So yeah. be human is what I would say. Yeah. Um, the authenticity aspect, I could give everybody their own time, sure. their own space. Uh, and if you are comfortable, I understand that then you can bring your barriers down mm-hmm. and be yourself. Mm-hmm. But my own personal perspective is that, you know, I tend to navigate comfortably enough in the way that I am. So I find it fine. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I could not want to judge others if they're unable to do it straight away. Yeah, yeah. I um, It's very interesting because I'm trying to link up the idea of how you show up authentic versus meeting people where they're at. And of course, it's just, this is the human skill that we all have in some varying degree. And it's, there's, there's, it's an art, you know, effectively. But, um, uh, yeah, I, I think what, 
what really resonated with me was the idea that uh, in some sense, coming with a plan is always maybe allows you to open up in, in a way. And I don't think a lot of us do come, come with a plan, right? Um, mm. So what you said, most important is what happens before you enter the room rather than once you're, once yeah, you're in the room. Yeah. yeah it's interesting. I, I mean, I think that that's the key element yeah, is that right. do not improvise. Yeah. So try <laughs> right, to right. not improvise when right. you go to a conference. So everything requires a bit of a strategy. And mm. nowadays, you know, I mean, I, I, at Lexington, we use Nexel, and for me, Nexel is very useful. Why? Yeah. Because you go to a conference, you do your list in mm -hmm. advance. Yes. You could have different options. One is to say, okay, if we want to demonstrate credentials, is there any specific way that we can right. do it? Right. And right. many people organize a breakfast or do mm -hmm. other things so that people that come to you, they already mm. expect what they expect. Yes. There is other people that whether they're clients or people you want to know that mm -hmm. generally you're able because you might have the contacts uh -huh, or if uh -huh, not you uh -huh. find them or you've seen the list of the conference and then you connect. That's if right. you connect in advice in advance nowadays and we see that, you know, the AD, the IDA is coming soon. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that everybody now does is to make sure that you organize your one to ones mm -hmm. during the days that you're there. Yes. to make sure that the key targets, they're already connected. If they're busy, because you might find people that mm -hmm. their priorities, because it could be a clash of priorities, mm -hmm. is like, again, don't take it personally. Just right. allow people to just put whatever their priorities are in advance. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean you're not going to talk to them because you know they're there. You might see them around right. and you might grab them for a little while, say hello, and that's, and that's enough. That's, that's absolutely enough. And that's fine. Mm -hmm. You don't have to close a cell. And yes. that's the challenge. The people think during conferences they have to close cells. That's and during right. conferences, what they you, you should try to do is just remind people that you exist, who you are, what do you do, if there is anything that might be relevant for them in the short term. Mm -hmm. And then is when you follow up, that is when you have yeah, to find right. a way to give it some shape. Yes, yes. I am. Um... As you were speaking, I was thinking about the idea of networking. And in some sense, you know, if you zoom out, the what you see is, yes, if you think of it, if you are the node, then all you think about is how many connections. But if you zoom out, what you see is a bunch of nodes yeah. that are all getting connected. And, you know, yeah. you can sort of put yourself in how many engagements between different nodes am I, am I sort of like having. And then, like you said, post-event putting some shape into it. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, one of my favorite things is always trying to make an engagement, meet some, meet somebody where they're at, have a interesting mm -hmm. anecdote that feels authentic from them. And then following up, reiterating that back anecdote back yeah. to them, knowing yeah. that it was important to me that I sort of listen and from there, the shape sort of comes, comes yeah. together. Yeah. Let's, um, Let's talk a little bit about messaging. Let's talk a little bit specifically, maybe, you know, maybe the idea of how to show up in the, let's take it into, 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 uh, venues. The first is the idea of a pitch. There are certain places, um, where sort of a pitch is appropriate, where you can speak to credentials, you can speak to the mission and vision mm -hmm. of the firm, and you can speak specifically to sort of the results. 
you know, can you say a little bit about that idea in the context of something like an event? Because it's not like it's never, it's not like it's never important. In some sense, people mm. are there to really hear and assess mm. a sort of a situation, mm. um, uh, in the event that there's a piece of work that they're thinking about, uh, talking about. So can you, can you talk a little bit about, mm. about that mm. idea? Um, yeah. Mm. No, I think that the concept of the elevator pitch is, is mm. key because, um, and I think it's almost literal during a conference. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many times you're in this hotel and you go up, oh, hi, you know, I, you, know you don't know that person. It's like, so yeah. what do you do? That's right. And you have three stops at <laughs> the lift and you actually need to say something so they'll yes. remember you somehow. Yeah. Now, with, with law firms, it's interesting because it, it can, if you only focus on mm-hmm. what the law firm does, yeah, right. It's hard to say something special that people will remember. Sure. Um, again, if you focus on the geography, that is what many people do. Yes, right. They might think it's not relevant. If you focus on the practice area, they yes. might think it's another yeah. one. Yeah. So that's when, you know, many people think quite carefully on, okay, what is that I can say that people will mm. remember, you know, what mm-hmm. I do mm-hmm. or who I am or just remember me. Yes. Um, And again, it can be something almost personal. Mm -hmm. So, you know, whether it's, you know, my, my, my passion has always been to be X. I don't know if I've managed. So something that can be a bit Mm -hmm. humorous if necessary. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. in a way, I I think it's worthwhile to think through and prepare slightly because Mm -hmm. that's, that's something you have to be very quick at doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, some people are quick at improvising this type of things, but yes. others might not. Yes, so I, yes. I could suggest to do that. Mm-hmm. And, and again, not, not going on and on and on yes, about right, right. because people lose attention after five yep. seconds. Yes, totally. I, um, you know, whenever people ask me what Nexel does, you know, I, I sometimes say, well, um, we're like an evolved CRM or, and we do much more. We help collaboration between firms. I, that's fine. You know, what I have learned so well is I tell a story about how whenever I was a very young junior lawyer, I was, I went to a client meeting with a partner and, um, and that partner, uh, basically, um, started to say things that contradicted uh, what an earlier partner had said at another meeting yeah. previously yeah. and uh, how the client was totally upset about two lawyers at the same law firm contradicting each other because they didn't know that they had spoken to one another. And you know what, what I, everybody can resonate, you know, because it's emotional, it's logical, you can put yourself in the room and this highlights everything that we're effectively about, you know, collaborating and cross relationships. Um, yeah. uh, and it really sort of yeah. says, so, you know, that's, that's just, I've, I've said this so many times now, but you know, that's, that's kind yeah. of the key to yeah. it all. No. And, and sometimes is, I mean, I mean, for ourselves, you know, generally what, what we tend to say, for instance, for, for Lexington is that, mm. you know, that, that we assist law firms to grow, sure. but, I feel that we end up almost being therapists mm. because you get <laughs> right, so right, close right. into what yes. is their ambition, the vision, the worries, the, and you mm-hmm. go so deep yeah. that it almost becomes medical. Yes, um, yes. But but um, 
but at the end of the day, I think again is like whatever is the connection. Yes, totally. You know, whatever is the right moment, and yes. don't make it heavy. I yes, think right. in life we need to lighten up a bit and just. That's yes, right. Totally, I, yeah. I agree. Let me um, let me ask you another side of the communication. So you really said what people should say about themselves, and I agree with you. Light, memorable, but with an impact. You know. What about the other, which is asking good questions, being an active yes. listener, you know, being, I dare to say, you know, a little bit inquisitive in the ways that it's the, everybody will understand. Let's get real for a second. You know, let's talk seriously because yes. I'm interested in what you're having to say. And it's, we're yes. just between friends. You know, if you can get to that yes. moment open up yes. a little bit and you're asking that question yes. and you're even prying, but prying in a fun way, you know, in a, yes. in an interesting way. This is where real yes. magic happens. Work, real, real yes. contact yes. tends to happen. Can you say anything about question and active listening and the importance of that? Yes. Um, again, that's kind of a general skill. And I yeah. think that is something we should, we, we should do always. Um, but in the course of a conference, again, what tends to happen is that if you're in a busy environment, mm -hmm. right. um, people find it really difficult to be yeah. on the present yes. with that one person and yeah, they right. see everybody walking <laughs> at the back. <laughs> totally. And you always see one eye going yes. there and then hi, hi. And, yes, you know, right, and, right. So I think the first thing that I could say is that if you are doing a one-to-one, -one, try yeah. to find a corner that you're not going to be mm. too distracted. Yes. Then secondly is always the warm-up. I mean, mm. you, you, you've you done it very well when we started and we had yes, a right. really nice conversation. We didn't know each other, so it was oh. important for us to find that, you know, connection before yeah. we start into the, you know, mm. serious stuff. Yeah. So I think in this case, this is the same. Is just lighten up, warm up, and just once we get into that, is like the open questions. Yeah. So tell me a bit about your firm. Tell me a bit about yourself. Now, I think that in questioning, it's important to be generous. Yeah. First, you know, allow people to speak, yeah. then listen. And then when you respond, you're not just talking in isolation, but you are really taking the information they've given you oh, to okay. a different level and yes. find new connections. Yes. So if they're telling you about, you know, growth of the law firm mm -hmm. and open up in different markets and they talk that they're opening, I don't know, in Central America and doing, a, you know, a regional firm, then you can say, interesting, I, you know, mm -hmm. I mm -hmm. had certain mm -hmm. experiences in, um, you know, in opening, uh, expanding firms regionally, mm -hmm. I found there is X or Y challenges. Yes. What do you think? And then yes. you go back and then slowly you go into a bit more digital conversation mm -hmm. to try to identify what might be the challenge that they're having. Now, in this case, you know, in a way, you know, from Lexington Consultants, from our perspective, we're right. selling services to them mm -hmm. for the job that they're doing. Mm -hmm. Between law firms themselves, it's interesting because they all want the other one to buy from each other. Mm -hmm. So it's not one buy and the other sell. It's mm -hmm. both sell, both buy. That's right. <laughs> so that cre can create a bit of an imbalance mm -hmm. uh, unless it's a jurisdiction that has more opportunities to do the 
outbound yes, and the other the inbound, inbound, and you're able to observe that. But what I could say is be careful with the inbound jurisdiction law mm-hmm. firms that they don't get to, um, how to say, confident in thinking that sure. they are always the ones that sure. buy. Sure, right. Uh, because uh, otherwise they might be a bit condescending with mm-hmm. other smaller jurisdictions where they mm-hmm. think they're not relevant to them and they're more important. And mm-hmm. So balancing the conversation and it's a give and take. Mm-hmm. So I'll ask you some things, but I could like you to ask me too, and then mm-hmm. we can mm-hmm. exchange information. Yes, and that's right. what is really hard to find in conversations, mm-hmm. um, you know, amongst law firms sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, and even to get into business is not that easy. I think they struggle many times to get into business and they get a bit superficial. They don't mm-hmm. get into the issues themselves and then they move on. So yes, they miss right. out on opportunities. Yes, but I think yes. when you give space to people, mm-hmm. I mean, the conversations that I had in conferences hold, mm-hmm. they're so profound and yes. they're so, they can be very, very real. Uh, so I think it's worthwhile to mm-hmm. give it a go. Mm. We both we're both going to be at the IBA, and uh, you just described the entire the entire the entire exactly. space of the IBA. Small, profound yeah. relationships, deep, deep friendships, all the way to, all the way to uh, complete two ships passing in the night simultaneously. Exactly. Happening. Very interesting. <laughs> you know, the the network the network nodes are not all the same. You know, and uh, the the, yeah. the messages are are different. So very yeah. interesting. We have only a couple minutes left. I've taken so much of your time, but you've been so very generous. I want to end with um, something that is uh, arguably incredibly vital, but but sometimes missed, which is the post-event sort of follow-up and the post-event um, the post-event wrap-up. Arguably, turning connections into clients happens not at an event but after an event it's um in the same way that somebody once told me you know all clients are made between matters you know if you if you solve one problem for a for a for a person there that person is not a client they're just that they turn into a client after you've solved that problem for them and if yeah. they come back yeah. and they serve you a second put then they then you can consider them a client it's always resonated <laughs> it's always resonated with yeah. me um and um talk a little bit maybe a lot about the idea of the post event follow up we we've sprinkled at it you get something interesting it it gets mirrored back in the post event there's a uh the is the idea of what do i say if we didn't initially decide on what to do, there's no mm. matter there or there's no referral mm. there. How do I continue mm. to engage in a way that's thoughtful? There's so much mm. to this. So many, so many people at their keyboards right now just wondering, what do I say to that person, you know, after it? Yes, and, yes. and how long is too long? Is, is one yes. month weird? You know, is three months weird? Yeah. So many interesting yeah. questions. Yeah. Yes. No, I mean, it, it's, it's interesting because, you know, um, 
sometimes I'm seconded in some law firms and uh-huh. I remember a lawyer that, you know, could send a draft email to me. Do you think that's right? Do you think so people get very panicky about, yeah. you know, how how to do that follow up? So it's a very, yeah. very good question. <laughs> and I and I think again it goes back to being systematic. Mm. And here is the formal with the informal. I think mm. it has to be the right balance. <laughs> right, so right. if you if you start at the very beginning understanding that, you know, it is a conference, you're gonna have connect with many interesting people and everyone is going to be very different Mm -hmm. so try so so treat everybody uniquely right right. Uh, we the standardized elements is the thing that offends people the most so what i could say is that let's kill that as much as we Mm -hmm. can Mm -hmm. so it's not about amounts of people it's about quality of Mm -hmm. connections Mm -hmm. that then you can give them what they require so what i could say is that number one every single person that you've met Mm -hmm. after you meet make sure that you take your notes and i think in this case, all these IT, you know, um, mm-hmm. CRMs that we have, they're crucial. Mm-hmm. So put all the comments there on the key elements to remember that person and the conversations and three bullet points. Then the next day, as the latest, I would say, it was lovely to meet you, nothing else. Mm-hmm. That's, That's what right. I could do because it was, because people have given you time. Mm-hmm. And then if there is any follow-up to do in that same email, I'll follow up when I'll come back. And then you'll tell them if they're expecting anything from you. If they're not expecting anything from you, it could be that later on with more calm time, Mm -hmm. just to take some of the conversation and then say X, Y, or Z was really interesting. And I would like to discuss that more in depth. Mm -hmm. If you have time, is it okay to reconnect on Zoom? I mean, we have a tool nowadays, Zoom and Teams and everything else. So don't underestimate the potential of re-meeting again with those that you think that there is something else that you could have discussed. Mm-hmm. Now, with the rest of the people, once you've said thank you, if you feel that there is not much more extra to say, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think generally nowadays, um, uh, whether it's law firms mm-hmm. or consultancy or whatever, they have the communication tools. Mm-hmm. So what I would say is, you know, if there's been any key topic that you've discussed, to say, I understand that X, Y, and Z is interesting for you. Could you be okay if I put you on the list of distribution of these topics from my firm? And then ask for permission so that you personally make the effort to connect Mm -hmm. them to information that you hope will be relevant to them. Yes. Now, there is a tool that is very interesting, at least with Nexel, Mm -hmm. that is like, you know, every X amount of time to reconnect with people. And those notifications are very helpful. But Mm -hmm. worse of the worst, you always go back to the same conference, which I think is very important. Mm -hmm. And then once a year, these are people that you say, hi, you're going to be back again. Yes. And that is another way of, you know, humanizing mm-hmm. these connections that you had. Yes, right. Totally. Let me ask you one last last question in the same vein, which is the idea of a social media presence and a social media identity and something that says yeah. to people, you know, I want to follow with you because I use this as a medium and yeah. this is the way I communicate to many people at the same time. And what you're going to get yeah. to me, what you're going to get is not 
we closed X client, X piece of work. I'm not. What you're going to get is I'm going to say and I'm going to check in on terms of what I'm thinking on a daily basis. I have found yeah. that, you know, to, to put it bluntly, there's this, there's this one-to-many, one-to-one relationship that is so hard to, to contextualize, yeah. so hard to metric, but it is no surprise to anybody. You just have to look at yourself. LinkedIn is, for many, a top yeah. three tool that they use now to stay in connection to yeah. fill their world with 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 a communication of people in and around them. Do you have something to say yeah. about this tool and this this idea of a social media identity yeah. with the intent of staying in one to many communication with people? Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I think for law firms for instance is uh, important to establish what is their social media identity mm-hmm. as a firm. And then each of the lawyers as well to establish this social media as part of their communication to a community. But still you're aware that you're communicating to a community. So um, LinkedIn is a professional platform which gives you great opportunities. Uh, It gives opportunities for lawyers to have a bit of profiling through their law firm. At mm-hmm. the same time, that in a personal level. Mm-hmm, right. Now, um, I think nowadays is very, very important that everyone mm-hmm. works very strongly on, mm-hmm. you know, who or what type of message is the one that they're transmitting on LinkedIn. What is that they're saying? How they're positioning themselves? And in the same way, you know, we've discussed before about YouTube and you mm-hmm. know when yeah. people talk. And when mm-hmm. you listen to people talking, you already feel that you know them a little bit more. Yes, totally. totally. So, so I think because we're trying to get people, if if you are selling your own services, yeah. you could like people to just find out about you. Yeah. And because you cannot meet the whole world at once, sure. this platform allows you to just say something. And there is, um, you know, kind of, Without meeting anybody, we all, in a way, find whether we like or we don't like the way that they communicate. Yeah. So that initial profiling, you can already do it online. Mm-hmm. And I always think that, you know, you have to find in clients the right match for you, too. So mm-hmm. we're not all for everyone. Yeah. So we self-select each other through mm-hmm. all of this, you know, yeah, media. Right. So. But uh, but it's going back to your authenticity. Like right. some people might say, okay, let's just stage it. Let's make Sorry. it perfect. Now, make it as perfect as you can, but don't really miss out on who mm-hmm. you are. Yes, because right. people will end up seeing it through and it leaks. And yes, if you're right. going to be pretending, yes, then right. people are not going to build that trust that we said from the beginning. Right. That is the right. aim that we need to do. Yes, yes. Wow. Yeah, I think um, the course of the conversation has really had two pillars. On the one hand, we've really hit the art of sort of what we're talking about. It really feels like sometimes we're just creatively talking and it's emerging. At the other end, you know, there's things that are so systemic, follow-ups, uh, pitches, knowing how you enter the room, knowing, having a list of people to focus. So it's this beautiful art and science that comes together Mm -hmm. that really is 
is, I think, business in a nutshell, right? It's a combination of these two things or even growth yeah. in a nutshell really is a function of this art and science together. I yeah. um, The irony of all of this is you and I are probably going to meet, I believe you're going to be at IBA, right? If I'm not in mistaken. Paris, yeah. In Paris, yeah. I'm very much looking forward to meeting yes, you then. exactly. So the irony is we're talking about it. So, you know, of course, you yeah. will be on my list to meet and I will have that on Nexel. Me and too. There will be, there will be a follow-up. Yes, exactly. I will so find we're gonna, Yes, we're going <laughs> to find each other and we're going to use what yes. we just talked about um, yes. with each other. So it's going to be fantastic. Yes. A little bit of a meta conversation that we're going to have in the conversation. Of, of meeting one another. So I look forward very much to talking uh, with you. Besides that, what else is happening? What's what's the rest of the year? Anything else um, exciting for both you personally or, or for Lexington? Yeah. Wow, the rest of the year. So the years go far too fast. I know, I know. Every single time I go to they bed, just, I just, I can't believe that it's another day. Yes, yeah. yes. So I almost feel that we're at Christmas and we're just no. finishing the summer. Totally. So, so much going on, but I, uh, you know, very exciting. Yeah. You know, we've been in Brazil, in Denmark, Switzerland, uh, India. Um, so... Spain, Portugal, yeah. so traveling the world and just understanding the business of law that is what we're really passionate about. So, yeah. and as much as we can share. So, and London, I mean, for yeah. me, London is extremely, you yeah. know, energizing. So, totally, totally. Yeah, yes, very exciting totally. year ahead. Yes, very exciting year ahead. Okay, well, I think we're going to close the space here. I've taken so much of your time, but you are so very grateful. Mari Cruz, thank you. Thank you so much. And uh, thank you to everybody. If you like this uh, episode, like it, tell me in the comments, communicate with me on social media, all of this kind of thing. And uh, we will see you very, very soon. Check out the other great episodes that we have done. Uh, so many interesting conversations. I, um, I, I've, I've recorded just two this uh, this week with William Washington, the CFO at Baker McKenzie. That was a fantastic uh, episode on being an introvert in a very extroverted business world. And I want to thank um, I th- want to thank all the guests and especially Mari Cruz. Thank you so much for for all the time. Uh, so that's it. We'll close the space today. Take care, everybody. Bye. <laughs>